You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 4, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. This podcast is powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the Senior Living Podcast with Josh and Lucas. We are in Houston meeting with thought leaders, and we've got a great one on the show today. We want to welcome Sean Corzine, CEO Silverpoint. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, we had a great event last night. It was good to see you and a couple of other friends out there. We did. Uh, doing a little bit of networking. There's a, a couple thousand of us in Houston uh, getting back together for one of the first times back in right. a while on a mass scale. Um, and Sean, you're out of Texas and um, been in senior housing a while. How did you get started in senior housing? Did you work in other verticals before? It was actually by accident. Uh, was working with a nonprofit group in New Braunfels. The hospital had sold, started a foundation. I was one of the directors of the foundation and uh, was doing capacity building for nonprofit leaders, uh, helping them run a better business, even though they had kind of the heart side. A lot of times, they were very effective on running the business side and so I worked with them on building their business and uh, working with a board, fundraising, all those kind of things. One of the things that the foundation did is, is they were basically there for community wellness, community benefits. So they said there's not a great senior living community in New Braunfels, let's build one. We're hospital guys, surely we can run senior living. <laughs> right. And so they built this great community and open it up and it was just flat as could be nobody wow. moved in and so they said our real goal was to get it here not to be in operations let's put it on the market sell it let somebody else operate it we'll reinvest that money somewhere else and there was a little break in what I was doing so they said hey why don't you go over there and just see if we can get some people to move in run a you know cut some expenses make sure the staff is running well I knew nothing about senior living at that point. The only senior living experience I had was my grandmother back in the early 90s was in one of the first assisted living that was basically like skilled nursing at sure. that point. Uh, and it was one of those places where, you know, I'd rather eat a light bulb than go visit her, you know, it just yeah. it wasn't a pleasurable experience. And so it was new to me to get in there and figure out, okay, what is senior living about? What's the difference between independent living, assisted living, and what is this thing called memory care? And I just said, give me a map and a set of keys. And I started walking through the building, figuring it out. We had no website. We had no collateral. We had no marketing budget. I literally had a shoebox that had three by five cards <laughs> that people had filled out at some point saying, hey, we might be interested in senior living. <laughs> so my salespeople hate me now when I tell this story because they think they need all those other things. I'm like, just call people back. It's a magical thing. And I, I ended up falling in love with it. And uh, we turned around that building. Actually, within about uh, six to eight months, we'd moved from about 30% occupancy to about 85% occupancy. And uh, sale went through and I said, I actually want to stay here. And so stayed on with the new company, ended up going on the corporate side with them, learning the business and, and in operations with them. Then transitioned to another company, was the CEO there. And then about two years ago, left there and uh, 
had an exit there and then started Silver Point on the other side because there's some other things that I wanted to accomplish in senior living. I, I think there's a real shift happening within the industry and I think there needs to be some new players in there that can help uh, facilitate that shift. Well, let's dive in a little bit on that. Tell us about the modern day Silver Point, kind of what some of your objectives are for that shift that you see taking place. Right. Um, primarily, I guess I'd describe us as a culture-driven company. Culture is very, very important to us. Uh, I tell my folks that culture is a lot like the wind. You can't, you can't see it, you can't touch it, but you, you can feel it when it's there, you know when it's right. And when you're fighting against culture, that wind is blowing against you and you can have pretty, pretty rough go of it. But when culture is really behind your back, uh, it can make a great difference in what's happening in your company and in your community. Uh, we actually started Silver Point uh, about six months before the pandemic hit. Wow. Not, not the best planning as far as launching <laughs> a new company. You didn't uh, know that was gonna happen. Right, right, <laughs> right. And so also with starting a new company, all the communities that we we brought on were either acquisitions that we had done with some development partners that we had. The reason they were acquisitions was were that they were struggling communities and, and weren't meeting their numbers for their other companies, so they sold them. So they're all turnarounds. The other ones that we have from other ownership groups were the same reason of the other management company wasn't performing and and wanted to make a change and see some improvements. And so we had all of these communities that needed to be turned around and then the pandemic hit. So we kind of had the double whammy working against us. And I think that's where culture really comes into play is because if, if we're doing the right things, then good things are going to happen in return. Uh, our mission is very, very simple. Uh, it's to intentionally engage our residents, our family members, and our team members in such a way that each day is better than the day before. That's it. So I preach all the time of get up in the morning and don't think about what can people do to validate me. When I, when I come and, and see you guys, I'm not looking for how you can make me feel better about myself. I'm looking for a way that I can make your day better. Uh, I think social media is a great example of the how we're going to be counterculture to that. Social media is basically today, tell me how great I am, tell me how pretty I am, tell me how smart I am. And uh, we're trying to turn the tables on that and, and make other people feel better after being in our presence. And so if our, our teams can show up every day for work and think about when I'm doing uh, ADLs with our residents, not just carrying out a task, but how can I impact this resident's life to make their day better than it was yesterday? It, how can we make these family members that come up that are in stressful situations, that are balancing careers, kids, uh, the pandemic, aging parents at the same time, how can we encounter them in a way that, that brings them relief? That, that brings them a moment of joy when, the, when they see us. And I think if we can begin really approaching uh, our days that way in the life in the community, you'll be able to feel that when you come in our communities. And, and I want it to be a palpable kind of thing. Uh, one of our core values is, is, uh, is that we have fun. 
I like having fun. I like having a good time. And we intentionally look for moments of joy to share with our residents and our team every day. I want, I want it to be a happy place where people enjoy coming. And in the midst of the labor challenges that we are having right now, uh, I mean, we can continue to throw money at the problem, which we're doing along with everyone else. But the question is, is another dollar an hour really going to make that, that team member stay long term? I don't, I don't think so. There has to be something more. There has to be something within that, that job, a sense of purpose that we can give them that will um, help them stay in that position with us long term and, and have opportunities for advancement and, and just enjoy the journey with us. So on the labor situation, um, I agree with you. I don't think um, throwing the dollar at, is going to fix it. What are some things, I mean, you talked a lot about culture. I'm sure that's a, a piece of it, obviously. Um, maybe there is uh, increases in wages. Is there anything else that you think, when we start looking at this big challenge in front of us as operators, what are some things that we should be cumulatively working together as an industry that will help our industry? And, and I think that's, that's key. I, I think that we do need to work together. Uh, I'm actually on the board with the Texas Assisted Living Association, and we've been working together as, as CEOs and as, as operators here in the state of Texas to really bring uh, senior living to the forefront so that people know that we're there, know what the career options are, know that they can have opportunities for advancement with us. Uh, you know, it kind of goes back to the Simon Sinek thing of, of you, the why. Why do you do what you do? We've got a very strong why in senior living. We, we've got, there's purpose to what we do. And I think exposing people to the great environment within senior living, and, and, and that takes us doing it all together as a senior living uh, industry to really let people know, hey, this is a viable career option and a place that I can really build a career for the long term. Yeah, so Lucas, we've talked about that a lot, um, our industry coming together, because it's been very unfortunate. Obviously, in every industry, some bad things happen from time to time. There's, our industry is no different. Some stories out there have plagued the national media, and I do think maybe from state to state, even rolling up into our national associations and groups uh, and um, organizations together, we can kind of help to offset that by showing all the awesome that happens. Cause I don't know about you, but you know, it sounds like in your experience, it's very similar to ours as we're going into these communities, into our communities. It's way more positive. And, and if you look at the people that are actually in the industry working, they've got great experiences to share. Right. And right. many of them have been working through years of, and, and through not only this pandemic, but other situations that have been crisis in our industry through the years. So I do think we've got amazing stories to share. Lucas, you see that uh, all across Texas as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's the people in the business that have uh, really inspired me to even uh, kind of create my own moniker, which is a senior living fan. A fan is someone who roots on the team, right? And right. Uh, uh, I can definitely see that in your leadership style. So where um talk about your footprint uh briefly uh, for okay. silver point and then where do you see silver point in the next 12 months all right uh we started as i said about two years ago right now we've got eight communities uh kind of scattered all across texas several in dallas fort worth uh san antonio austin area uh corpus christi college station 
and we just took on a new community in Oklahoma. So we've, we've moved in Oklahoma as of the last few months. I uh, have some new developments we're working on, uh, a couple up in Dallas-Fort Worth. And uh, so we're really excited about where the company is heading and, and continuing to, to expand. Uh, you know, this has been a great opportunity at Nick to really make some of those connections and see some folks that, that really may need some help on the management company side that, that need to turn around a building or, or continue to expand their footprint. And so it, it's been a great opportunity for us to meet them. Well, and I think uh, the regional players, um, to me, seems like the big headline, whether it's a headline or not, it seems like the, the regional platform, the regional players um, are really in the forefront right now, as there is a lot of shuffling of communities, right. portfolios, uh, value-add deals um, from either big private equity groups, the REITs. Um, how are those conversations going? You see the big top of the food chain uh, REITs coming and saying like, hey, we are looking to divvy up some of these portfolios there, for regional yes, players. Yes, <laughs> there, there have been some of those conversations of how do we move, and you're exactly right, they're talking about the regional operators, how do you get a regional footprint, and that's something that we're really trying to capture and also talk to them about where we feel the industry is going, where we want our communities, what some things that we'd like to see change within our communities and the way we operate and, and the experience our residents have within those communities. Yeah, it makes an impact. Yep. So when you are looking at your existing communities and then the ones that are on the map for mm -hmm. either repositioning or new developments, is there a specific, a specific sector of the industry that you are looking towards um, is independent assisted memory care. I know even a lot of uh, developers and operators are even moving into some of the active adult product. What's right. on the horizon for you guys? Right now we're really focusing on the mixture of ILAL memory care. Uh, all of our new developments have, they're around 100 units, um, most of them being AL memory care, and then we've been putting some cottages depending on the site. Uh, so that's really kind of been the plan we've been moving forward with, but I've also been talking to some ownership groups that have standalone independent living. I have had the conversations about active adult and uh, excited about some of those opportunities as well. Well, it's very exciting to see your success starting right before the pandemic, right. <laughs> going through right. that successfully right. and coming out on the other side. So. Right. One of the things that we, if you don't mind me yeah. touching on, that I, I really see as a shift and I want Silver Point to really focus on is the experience for our residents because over the last 10 years, there's really been a shift in who our residents are. Uh, my residents early on in my career, they had lived in one place, they had worked in one job, and moving to us was a really big deal because they never lived anywhere. Some of them, they were born in the house that they were then leaving. Uh, our residents now have been had careers all over the world. Uh, they've been watching the Food Network for the last 20 years, so they have different expectations with the culinary program. <laughs> and, but the thing that we've really focused on is, and is a big part of Silver Point, is this sense of purpose. And I think this has been an area that senior living has really missed uh, engaging with our residents because Senior living, for the most part, really operates kind of like a cruise ship. And we've got a list of activities. Here's your room, here's the dining room. You can participate in what you want to participate in. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Enjoy the ride. 
And I think there's more to that. People like us and people that are here at Nick, uh, we are driven by purpose. And we get up in the morning with things that we want to accomplish and things that we want to invest our life in. And a lot of our residents have seen the last few years of their life a series of purposes shutting down for them. Their, their kids are growing on, their career is over, they're retired. Uh, many times their, their spouse has passed away. Uh, they're no longer able to drive, so you know, going to church activities, civic activities, social activities have kind of waned away. And one of the biggest issues we deal with is depression for our residents. And we want to give them a reason to get up in the morning. Uh, there's nothing in me that when I turn 85 years old that I'm going to turn around, flip off the light switch and say, what time does Judge Judy come on? You know, <laughs> when, when does bingo, when are we going to pull out the ball and do that little bouncy ball thing that we, we <laughs> pass the beach ball around each other? That's not going to get me excited in the morning. And we want to give our residents a sense of purpose. And so we're in the process of creating programs where we really tap into, they're such a valuable resource of retired teachers. So let's partner with the elementary school down the street and do an after school reading program or yeah. a tutoring program. Uh, we had one of our communities that there's a school that was uh, trying to teach their third graders cursive because they don't teach cursive in school anymore. Our residents know cursive. And so we started a pen pal program. Uh, so that they, and then we brought the kids in and let them meet their pen pal. Uh, you know, instead of us loading up the bus and going to the Olive Garden, let's load up the bus and go work in the local food bank. So giving our residents a reason to get up in the morning and that purpose of, I'm going to have an impact on someone else's life today. And I think if we can give them that, then their experience in our community is, is going to be much more positive. I think you nailed it, and I've seen that happen so many times in individuals through the years when the focus gets off of their self right. and inward, it gets on someone else. You see even depression start to subside, exactly. the medications that they're on are no longer needed, and so I applaud you for what you're doing. And It does take effort and time. You have to be very intentional with growing that culture and right. growing that sense of right. purpose. So uh, kudos to you guys for what you're doing there. Well, thank you. Thank you. What a great conversation. We'll make sure that we connect in our show notes to Sean and his leadership and team and organization. We appreciate you taking time with us to have this thought conversation. And uh, we appreciate seeing you at our event last night. Um, and so go to btgvoice.com and you can capture all of our content, all of our episodes, and connect with us on social media. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with host Josh Crisp and Lucas McCurdy. If you were informed, educated, or influenced by this episode, we want to know. Leave a comment on social media or contact us in the show notes. Powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com.